You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Peak Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. Hello, everybody. How you doing? This is Colin with... Hey, guys. It's Elliot. And this is episode 55. We are, we are interviewing the one and only Kate Ouellette. Kate, <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing well, Colin. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me here. Yeah. So uh, we're going to get into your story here and the amazing achievement you just finished here uh, in a second. But... Um, I, I just was talking pre-recording uh, here with Kate saying uh, she is our first, I'd say, non-triathlon-focused uh, athlete here that we have joining us here. But uh, Kate, why don't you give us a quick background on yourself here, please? Yeah, so um, I am a nutrition coach. I love working with people, helping them get healthy through nutrition. Um, I'm a big believer in that we have control over our health through what we put into our bodies. Um, and on top of that, I've always been kind of an active person. I wouldn't consider myself so much an athlete because I never really competed, competed. I mean, I ran, but that was probably about it. Um, and then about a year ago uh, in March, a year ago, March, I, I found a bike, a road bike and um, ran with the road bike and, uh, and um, have fell in love with it ever since. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. So yeah. uh, where do you live? I live in New Hampshire. I live in Temple, New Hampshire. Uh, so I live in the hillier part of the state is what I feel like other than the White Mountains area. <laughs> I feel no matter where I leave, there's hills. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> and you're married with a couple kids, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, my first marriage, I had two children uh, who is now 31 and 27. And I also have two kids um, with stepchildren uh, that are 18 and 21 this year. Awesome. Yeah. Still uh, hard to wrap my head around you having kids that age, but- um, you know, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and so, yeah, you you said you've, uh, you've gotten familiar with the bike. Why don't you tell everybody what you just finished here? Yeah, so I did um, the Trans-American Bike Race. So there's two races that you can do across America. One is supported and one is unsupported. And the unsupported um, version of it sounded better to me. Uh, so I'm always about go big or go home. So talk about extremes. Um, so what I that was so appealing to me that if something were to happen, I was the one that had to take care of that, um, unless you use something along the route. So it had to be available to everyone in the race is uh, basically what the self-supported meant. So um, there were bike, uh, you know, bike shops along the route. So if your bike broke down, obviously you could use those bike shops because it was available to everybody else. Um, 
but what happened was COVID, right? And um, there was a lot of uncertainties if it was going to happen. I was ready to race and I wanted to do it. And one of the platforms that I belong on, a virtual platform, allows us to upload the actual GPX files so you can ride the actual roads. And I decided that that's what I was going to do. Um, so in February, they sent out a letter. Uh, the people who actually put on Tabor said that you know, it's tentatively going. They're not sure if it definitely was. And um, so I decided then and there that that's what I wanted to do uh, was do it virtually. And the reason being was, you know, parts were hard to get. Uh, so were bikes and um, the 2013 bike that I have probably could have made it, but it definitely needed some components. And uh, my components really only made it in a week or two before the actual race started. So that was really cutting it close. Um, so yeah, so that, that's why I did it. Let's, let's clarify here a little bit. So once again, she just said virtual and this is riding across America, which was how many miles? 4,200 miles. A mere 4,200 miles. Yes. <laughs> can, I mean, I guess you can't really say continuous, but day in and day out. Yes, correct. Yep. On your bike trainer. So um, approximately <laughs> how many hours a day is that? Like 15? Oh 16. my gosh. Yeah, it was 16 a day. I don't think I could even last one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's exactly my uh, my thoughts here. Is uh, I mean, you know, the the only things we can compare it to. I mean, I've only done a half Everest inside, and Elliot has done a full Everest. Um, you know, that was that about way. half of the time, or ten hours. But I was ready to. I was completely wiped out the next day. <laughs> Seriously, it's really just truly mind-boggling to me i just don't even understand and i you know uh i've known you enough kate I, and i knew how serious you were about it but i i'd be lying if i didn't like i wasn't a little bit doubtful of being able to do this to be perfectly honest with you well i don't think anybody um <laughs> had full um what's the word i'm looking for i don't think anyone really believed that i could because of everybody the same thing and that's what i would yeah. say like who would want to sit on the trainer that long like who can sit on the trainer that long right <laughs> i mean i like to be positive and even when my clients throw something out at me and i'm like in my mind like holy crap are you serious and uh <laughs> but with you i was just like wow like it's just at another level um i you know it's just truly amazing here so Thank so you. you not only wanted to do this but you wanted to do this you wanted to complete it in 18 days I wanted to beat the current female. And, and that's one thing, Elliot, I'm glad you brought that up because I know it's not apples to apples here that we're comparing. I know that. Um, the reason why I wanted to do it that way is because if I was going to be home, you know how easy it would be just to just do a hundred miles a day or, you know, not even a hundred miles a day because you're home. And I just wanted to have a goal to, to keep me on the bike to get it done. I mean, I could still be doing it now if I didn't have, you know, a goal to reach. So I wanted to set the record of doing it faster than the current woman who holds the record, which was Lael Wilcox. And she did it in 18 days and 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. about 200, that's 280 miles a day. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I've never <laughs> been what, more than a hundred. Well, I'm pretty sure you could do Ironman. 
<laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, maybe the biking portion. Yeah. The portion. <laughs> I think you got the biking portion down. <laughs> I think I could do that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, totally. But I mean, you're, you know, knowing you and, you know, you're extremely organized, your preparation was, was spot on, but, um, let's walk through like, so what did, what did your training look like, um, leading up to it in general? Like, did you, what was your kind of taper philosophy and like, what were your longest days and like kind of key workout or almost like days is the way I would guess I would look at it here. Like any thoughts on your preparation? Yeah. So, um, obviously leading up to it, the tapering didn't work as I had planned. Um, life happened and, um, I, it didn't, but it worked out. Let's just put it that way. Um, so for me, I'm big on doing heart rate training and staying in zone one. And I've been doing that for about four years now. And I allow myself to go above that only, you know, a couple of times a week, sometimes three times a week, but never back to back. So I stuck with that for the whole year. Um, starting in February, when I decided I was going to do it virtually, that's when the big miles started picking up. Like I was doing, you know, there were days that I would spend 15, you know, 16 hours on the trainer just to get ready, just to be on it. Uh, there was no way that I could have done 17 days like that to get ready for it um, just because of work and life and all of that. Um, so I basically just kind of got as much training in as I could at my heart rate and power that I was going to do. Um, I had a team behind me and this is, was part of the training that I had to do. I had a team behind me that we had to get a hundred kilometers in four hours. So, you know, about 62 miles, um, in four hours. And I had to do it to the point where I wasn't going into my sugar burning zone, um, because I don't eat sugar. I don't eat carbs. We had to keep it in a fat burning zone. So I had to train myself to get my heart rate low, but also get my power, you know, my wattage up there so that I could finish that in enough time in that four hour span. So that was kind of what the focus was starting in January, February timeframe. Um, so I had to be at least 150 watts and, um, and going uphill it ended up being a little bit more than that, um, just because I love powering through those things. Um, so there were, there were points where I had a little bit of bursts, which was why I had two or three days of going over my heart rate, um, just to kind of get used to doing that as well. And are you on a, oh, sorry. Are you on a trainer that has resistance? So like when you're climbing a hill, it mimics the hill. Okay. Yeah. And it's, um, and it's a, um, a free wheel, I guess is what they call it. Right. Or okay. some, I, yeah. it's the, so it was the tax Neo 2T is what I have. Okay. Yeah. Well, you actually have your wheel on the trainer, right? It's not one of the ones that. Oh, no, t- I'm sorry. No, it's not. It, there's no wheel on it. I take the no, wheel. Right. Off. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like the kicker. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So familiar with the kicker. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So, um, so it was great. It, it adjusted to the slope for me. And the one thing, the reason why I liked the tax was, be, and I don't, I wasn't sure if the Wahoo Kicker did that, but it had a 25% slope grade, the max, and and a lot of the route had 25% slope. Because um, I did Everest six times the whole time I did it. It was Everest six times basically. I had 119,000 feet in elevation. You got this you, all, Yeah, this is all just mind-blowing to me <laughs> <laughs> amazing. 
And, yeah. and what was amazing to me was that I was strong, stronger the last two days than I was my first day. Um, so obviously I know you build condition as you go. I mean, I'm new to all of this biking stuff. Uh, I was a mountain biker for four years, so it's totally different than road cycling, but, um, that's just a, such a, a huge thing to get ready for. I knew that, you know, most of it was going to happen on the road. As far as conditioning goes, I just had to get my body used to working out multiple days in a row for that long of a period. So, you know, getting back to the training part, I not only biked, but I also made sure I did a lot of walking, a lot of rowing, you know, like a lot of cross training stuff. So I was constantly moving. Um, it was very rare that I sat down just to get my body used to doing that. Yeah. I want to, I want to take a minute to kind of eventually go through day, day by day, a little bit of like the highs and the lows, but, um, sure. prior to that. So, you know, you're establishing your, your fat zones. What, what protocol did you follow to do that? Yeah. So I, I used the math, um, methadone method, which is your maximum aerobic function. Um, because most people use like the 220 formula, which works, but for me, it didn't because of all the injuries that I've always had. And I'm not one to sit still. And as you can probably tell, I always take things to extreme. Um, so I was, you know, doing CrossFit five days a week and I was running, I was, you know, doing ice climbing, rock climbing, surfing. I mean, I was constantly doing stuff. And so my body was always injured and hurt. And um, so I ended up following the mathetone method instead. And that is when it takes 180 minus your age. And then if you have any injuries, it takes that into account. And so it basically individualizes your number for you. Yeah. And uh, so that was the approach that I took. Yeah. Quick, quick tangent on that. So do you, you feel like overall the 220 minus your age can be an effective? Yeah, it definitely can. Um, that definitely can work for some people. Uh, I just, people, right. I, yeah. I don't know. I guess I, yeah. I, I feel like more people that I've tested and things like that when developing zones, you know, I just think that I, I've found it be inaccurate or not working for more people than it does work for. But I'm curious on your perspective on that. Yeah. And I've, I found that too, as a personal trainer, I found that it didn't work as well for a lot of people. Um, that's why I kind of like the mafetone method. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, just because it does take that medication into consideration. It does take stressors and injuries and in which I think we should, um, we definitely should take those into consideration. Uh, the 220 didn't work for me and I'm not saying it doesn't work for everybody. Um, yeah, but yeah well, a lot of people I'll go on record saying, I feel like that's very, I, I haven't seen it work for many people. I think that the mathetone method and, uh, you know, there's other better ways to, to find it. Would be yeah. My, my Agreed. Case. But, yeah. yeah, but even the mathetone method doesn't work for some people too. Sure. You have to go a little higher, right? Instead of the lower heart rate. So I, yeah, it's very individualized. Um, for me, the math worked and I know some people need to go a little higher than the number that they get with the mathetone for it to work for them. And so it's, I think it's huge that we figure what that, what, out what that is because there is a lot of injuries in a lot of athletes. And I think that we just need to start paying attention more and more to that. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I look at an event like you just, just finished here, I mean, it makes an Ironman look like, you know, nothing almost, but I mean, <laughs> it's, it's something where I think that you're the mathetone method and, and focusing on being in a, in a, um, using fat, you know, as your primary fueling source makes complete sense to me. Whereas to me, I, you know, I, I haven't seen a ton of people have, or, 
super competitive or people really trying to push their limits um, for a single day event have a ton of success with that. But I'm mm-hmm. kind of curious, you know, especially after completing this, like, what, do you, what are your kind of thoughts on that? Yeah, and I totally agree, um, you know, because I've got another big challenge coming up, a bikepacking challenge that I'm doing in August. And I'm already thinking about adding, you know, like some kind of a carb in for that, because there's no way I'm going to be able to do that at my math heart rate at all. I'm going to be all out and it's pretty rigorous. So I'm going to need some carbs for that. And so I've got to start thinking about, you know, like, sweet potatoes, squashes, that kind of stuff. I'm not big on into like sugars and, and things like that, but there's different ways of getting it. I, there's no way I could do a fat burning session on that for one day, let alone seven, because it's probably going to take me about five or seven days to do that. So um, talk about bonking and I'm going to be in the middle of nowhere and it's mm-hmm. self-supported. So I've got to definitely be smart about that one. Yeah. So, and just to be clear, you didn't just take uh 20 goos a day for 16 no (laughs) definitely not (laughs) nope i have not had sugar in eight years um i have not had car grains i should say i have not had grains in eight years and i have not had vegetables in 656 days so and who's counting right 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 right. nice um yeah yeah i mean again and going back to just the wow factor like so even I'll put on training camps. Like even we did Lake Placid this year, you know, we did like 130 miles one day. And then the next day doing 60 miles was like torture. (laughs) (laughs) So That's kind of my reflection. And I think it is, you know, being, you know, I was in this, this case was definitely pushing even on that 130 mile ride. And we were, you know, I was not in that math, uh, mathatone state there, but, uh, I just don't understand even, and I guess you did have some challenges with yeah. your body and, you know, just yep. being on the saddle that long, uh, is just, yep. just unbelievable. Yeah. And I think too, Colin, if I were to go all out at 130, you know, some odd miles, uh, for a day on the bike, I think I would the same thing. I think I'd be sore. I think the next day would be hard to do. I, I didn't have any lactic acid buildup. Yeah. Um, if I had any, uh, your, the boots that I borrowed, the compression boots took care of it. Um, right. so if I had any, then, you know, it was already worked out in my system. Um, but I had no muscle pain whatsoever. And, and I know that's because I didn't go out of my fat burning zone. Right. Fascinating. Yeah. So what was you, you had it all scheduled out. And I mean, um, you know, the platform you used, they were incredible for you. Let's yeah. let you give a shout out to them. But, um, you know, tell us about what your typical day looked like. Yeah. So um, we had the way that that um, RGT was the name of the platform. The way that they work is when you upload those GPX files, you only have four hours to complete it. Um, if you were to do a road that they had already on file, kind of like, let's say cap for mentor, if you do that one, or the Stelvio, if you want to do those, you can ride those 24 seven, as long as you want, because those are called real roads, and they're already up. Um, And those are things that users can use anytime. The unique thing about RGT is they call them magic roads. And those are the things you can ride actual real roads within 15 minutes, you just upload the GPX file, and it's ready in 15 minutes, and you ride it. And you have four hours to complete it. Um, and that's the approach that we took. 
So my team that I had uploaded all 4,200 miles of GPX files and they cut them into segments according to anywhere between 50 miles, 52 miles to 62 miles um, to match my wattage and my power of, of um, my output to make it so that I had exactly three hours and 45 minutes with a 15 minute window um, in case, you know, I got off to go to the bathroom or change my bibs or whatever. Um, they gave me a 15 minute buffer until my next start. So that was a little stressful for me. So they, the way they set that up is they had five sessions a day. And um, that first day I was able to complete all five sessions and, um, and it was stressful. And knowing that I only had 15 minutes in between rides and I was like, oh my gosh, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to get my food. I got to get water. I mean, I had a little mini cooler upstairs, but uh, that doesn't hold as much, you know? Um, so I had to kind of restock it up in between. And what they did is they gave me an hour break. Um, so I did three, three segments, had an hour break, and then I did two segments after. But you started at the same time every day, right? Same time every day. So people could join me. Um, that Which was 5 a.m., right? Yep. Started at 5 a.m. and I ended at 2 a.m. Um, and so that was the first day. And the second day, um, the second day, I couldn't get into the last session. It was weird. Some people could get in and I, and I could get, I had a technical difficulty getting in that last section. And um, the gentleman who does a lot of the live streaming for both platforms, for Zwift and for RGT, was the only one there to help um, because everybody in Europe was asleep <laughs> when it happened. <laughs> um, so I just took it as I had to take another rest. And I was like, you know what? We tried everything we could to get in. He tried everything he could to get me in. We couldn't get in. After that, RGT stepped up and gave me my own little app where I could message them all the time, anytime, and they would take care of anything. Um, but that was the only technical problem I had in 17 days. And for me to be on the, the, the platform that long and for me to only have that one issue was, says a lot. Um, they were really good about that. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah very incredible. Um, so yeah, so after that, um, that's when things started. After that second day, I couldn't get in. Uh, so I took, you know, an extra rest, which was nice. I, it was good because my body needed that. Um, and then the next day, the third day is when everything else started happening as far as body-wise and temperature-wise and all that stuff. Like my body and the weather had different had a different plan for me. <laughs> well. Or a couple of questions before that. So going back to the regular day, you have that hour window. So like, yep. what were you doing? You know, obviously, like you said, you had to get your fueling and things like that. Were yeah. you taking a, a nap with that time? Yes. Like what, uh, what, what would so, you try and do during the day? So that first day, um, everybody was astounded. Like I was finishing my rides with 40 minutes left. I was totally on par and what I need to do. If I had kept that pace, I would have been done in 15 days. Um, so what was really nice is I had those long breaks in between each ride. I had like 40 minutes, half hour between each ride. And as you probably know, as an athlete, the longer you sit still, the harder it is to get back on, <laughs> on the bike. <laughs> so, um, I saw it as a good thing, but they, you know, my team was like, no, we can't have that. You know, we've got to fix that, that kind of thing. Um, uh, but that, yes, yeah, so I had, 
I had a checklist of everything I needed to do. So, um, you know, before the hour break, I was jumping into the boots. I was eating. I was doing any kind of massaging that I needed to do and stretching, um, but definitely eating. I, I always had a hard time eating on the bike. Um, and that was always a, that was more of a challenge for me getting ready for this than anything was, was eating on the bike. And, um, and I, I still, even that first day found it hard to eat 10,000 calories. You know, it was, um, a struggle to eat it. So, um, and, and when you eat that protein and when you eat fat, it's so satiating that I didn't even feel hungry and I had to force myself to eat. So that was hard and it was easier to do off the bike. So it was nice to have those longer breaks, but I made sure, um, no social media, no, you know, no checking in on that stuff. I made sure that I, I made time for everything that I needed to do first before I did any of that stuff. But, and so even though you had the challenge, you were still forcing yourself to get those 10,000 calories in a day or. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Cool. Yep. All right. So what's your mindset after day one? My mindset after day one was I was on such a high. I was so excited. I was like, yeah, I'm crushing this. I'm going to be done earlier. I'm going to be done on Father's Day. This is going to be great. <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, planning everything already at that point. Um, and I was like, oh, it's going to be early enough where we can actually celebrate it and I can actually cook a meal. Um, so my spirits were really high after day one, really high. And also, you know, I know you had people had the ability to ride with you and you had discord going and you had the opportunity for some zoom. And I know you jumped on some of our uh, zooms that we do weekly that you normally jump on. Um, yeah. But um, how often throughout were you talking <laughs> to people or were you like on your own? Um, the first day was great. I was totally because RGT and I know Zwift does it too. You have like an in, in ride chat that you can do. Um, I couldn't get my discord to work the first couple of days, actually. Um, for some reason, it wouldn't allow even me to talk. It kept saying that I didn't have permission to talk. Nobody did. And it was supposed to be a voice chat. So I don't know what happened there. Um, it took me a couple of days to figure out just to switch it over to the discord channel that I have for I host a ladies ride on the weekends. And so I just had everybody go over there instead. And I started talking to people there. But um, the first day just getting into the rhythm I didn't do any of the zooming the second day I didn't we still hadn't figured out discord but the third day I did I jumped on yours I jumped on with you guys yeah. um and that was in the midst of everything that was happening you know that my mindset was a little right. different then yeah yeah let's talk about so that would I have to say probably your uh at least initially at the beginning there your biggest struggle right so tell yeah. us what happened there yeah so um the the third day uh, when I saw you guys, it was hard that day because of the heat that we had. And I, I don't have AC in my house and I'm up on the top floor. So as you know, heat rises and it got really hot. Um, I, I normally don't do AC because it gives me a headache. And I was told by one of my teammates to get it, you know, to buy one or rent it or do something, you know, get one. Do whatever you had to do. Yeah. To yeah, <laughs> like get one. Yeah. And of course, me being stubborn in the way that I'm, I'm like, oh, I won't need it. You know, it won't be that hot this time of year. I mean, it does get hot, but it won't be that humid. You know, obviously it was on the checklist. Let's just put it that way. And I didn't do it. And, um, and so 
I had the fans going in there and it really dried my mouth out and I couldn't eat. I, I, uh, anything I ate, I was choking, literally choking on because it, my mouth was just so dry and I couldn't drink enough to keep it so that I could swallow something. And, um, so I did that whole day without eating. And, um, my daughter actually had sent me a message that morning and I never replied to her and she came over. Thankfully she did. Um, cause when she saw me, she was quite concerned and she said, okay, what can I do to help you? It was supposed to be a self-supported race. I told her, I was like, when I'm done with this, I'm going to make some, she goes, no, <laughs> she goes, we're not waiting, you know, another eight hours for you. Cause I had eight hours left <laughs> and she's like, no, we're not waiting eight hours. She goes, forget about the self-supported. She goes, we need to get you some help. She goes, you don't look good. And, um, and at that point, when you're depleted like that, you can't think straight anyway. Um, and then you've got a little bit of, you know, that heat stroke going on too. Um, so, so, and, and during that you were still maintaining your power numbers or. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. I was, I didn't until I, I, the time I didn't maintain my powers was when, um, I had saddle sores because yeah. I couldn't sit properly on the saddle. Um, and that was the next day. So that's when the, the heat and humidity really sat in. And that's when my daughter's like, okay, I'm buying you an air conditioner. She goes, this is ridiculous. <laughs> she came in to check on me and she saw how much pain I was in there too. So she saved me twice. <laughs> um, so they got an a AC, they put it in. And that's when everything started to get a little better. Um, you know, when, when I was going through the pain of the saddle sores, I couldn't really talk to people because it was taking away from my target numbers um, because it, it, it was just in so much pain. I could only focus on one thing. And, yeah. and for me, it's, I have to talk to people. I love to talk. I love, and it just, it hurt so bad not to be able to talk to people when they were on the chat. So my, my teammates were on there answering for me. And I was just like, Oh, this is not right. This is just not cool. <laughs> um, I think totally. it, so where's, where's your mindset? on that are you like starting to doubt whether you're going to be able to do this i was um not doubt that i was going to be able to do it i i was doubting if i was going to be able to keep what we had planned uh, yeah because it never once crossed my mind that i wanted to throw in the towel never um i just what crossed my mind was what does my body need to do this and um what does it need to like it doesn't even have to beat the record at this point, the way that I was feeling, uh, I, it hurt to sit, it hurt to stand, it hurt, no matter what I did, it hurt. Um, it hurt to change bibs, it hurt. I, I've never had saddle sore before, ever. And so I didn't know what I was up against. Um, and yeah, I had, no joke, huh? yeah, it's definitely no joke. And it was a lot, a lot of them. And I didn't realize there was two kinds. It was like the surface and there was an internal ones and I had them both and it was, it was ridiculous. Um, but thankfully one of our, you know, um, NEMS group members sent, you know, gave me some stuff and who'd have thought that, you know, baby, baby products was going to work, you know, diaper, diaper rash products. <laughs> I never thought that would work, but it did. Um, so in the midst of all of that, um, one of the women who, the lady that was doing my social media, she had posted, that I had it and I, I, I'm, I'm an open book. I don't care that people know it. We're all cyclists anyway, we all get it, right? And uh, so she posted, asked for remedies and um, she told me a couple of them. 
and I tried them. And one of them was um, wearing two pairs of shorts and doing one inside out. Um, so I tried that and actually Mark Beaumont did that too, but he was concerned because it was a tighter compression on his leg and he ended up having some issues that way. I, I didn't experience that. I actually kept, you know, looking for something, but I didn't have an issue with that. Um, so I did that for, I want to say three, four days. And then I went back down to one. I mean, they healed pretty quick, which I was very surprised. I, I made sure that I changed hourly. You know, the minute they got wet, I made sure that I changed um, just to keep them dry. Um, so that was, that was a plus that I was able to do that um, and heal quickly from that. And once, once I got the pain managed, then I was able to talk to people get back to my old self. And that's what lifted my spirits. And that's what got me through a lot of that was, you know, seeing people on the road and talking to them and laughing with them. We had some pretty good conversations doing that. No doubt. I mean, sometimes she joined us and I'm still feel guilty about not doing uh, any riding. And I definitely wanted to come up and do some in person with you, but. uh, uh, Hey, you guys are there in spirit. You guys were always there supporting me. I mean, either it was on Facebook or, you know, just sending messages. You guys did amazing. It was awesome. But I mean, anytime we did have you on our Zoom, that was, uh, yeah, did not seem like you were in the midst of (laughs) 200 miles and uh, great spirits. It was just uh, incredible. But, um, but yeah. Um, okay. So you hit that kind of, (laughs) excuse me, block there. But, uh, um, once you got through that, like, um, again, you said you already answered, I guess, like there was never like really a doubt, um, or a time when you really wanted to stop. No, there wasn't. It was just how, how can I make it better? And luckily, you know, thankfully it happened early on when I wasn't as sleep deprived as if I had been further in, because I think at that point, my team probably would have said, okay, enough's enough. Let's, let's throw the towel in. Um, but for me, it was like, okay, what does my body need? And how can I do this to get to the end? Cause I just want to finish and it doesn't matter. You know, I don't want to ruin my health for a goal. Right. And um, so, but I ended up beating it anyway, just by adding more sleep. I took that fifth session out and I was only doing four a day. Um, I took the fifth session out and I still beat my time, which was amazing. Yes, sure is. Yeah. So what, do you know what you average for sleep throughout? Yeah, I, I want to say it was, some days I got four, but it really didn't work out that way. I mean, you got to think about all the maintenance I had to do or, or recovery I had to do. A lot of it was magnesium baths that helped with the saddle sores and stuff. Um, so I made sure I did those at night. So to fill up the tub and to sit in it, you know, it, it took some time. And then I'd eat when I got off the, the bike. Um, so it took about an hour after I got off the bike to actually go to sleep. So I would say, you know, I average anywhere between three to four hours a night. Oh, and you wouldn't be able to do this. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) You know, everyday function for that many days on that little sleep is is challenging to say the least. But uh, yeah, riding your bike the whole time, um, it's just yeah, can't stop saying amazing here. It's just crazy. Um, So impressive. Oh, thank uh, you. Cool. So. Um, so yeah, and you said you continued to feel better and stronger as it went on. Yeah, I did. And, uh, people were even commenting on it and 
you know, obviously my heart rate adjusted to a lot of that. So I was able to even put out, you know, like 200 Watts out and my heart rate was still low. Um, so I was at the end, you know, crushing, crushing the roads as well, which was pretty cool. I mean, I was getting down earlier. Um, but a lot of that too, is just the people that were on the road and just seeing certain people's names out there, you know, made me really happy that they were there. And one of them is from NEMS. Like he, he, he did over a thousand miles with me. It was crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was. I was actually just thinking of Brian. And, yeah. Um, you know, I was going to ask, did anybody put more miles in than him or no? Um, one other person rode with me every day and did about the same as him too. But um, over a thousand, I mean. Yeah, Brian did like the first. Him, you know, emailed yeah. him a few times doing over a thousand miles at a time is pretty impressive. But it's he was cool. crazy. He he did twelve hours with me the first day. Twelve hours he was with me. So, uh, so cool. yeah. you have yeah. some good friends. Yes, I do. Uh, I really do, Elliot. And, you know, it was interesting. Um, the friends that I had, I made a stronger bond with. And then I made some really cool new ones, too. The last day, my last ride, I had to reschedule my last ride. I had to push it out because I wanted to get all the little pieces that I had missed when I had the saddle sores and I wasn't making the four hour mark. So I guess I could explain that a little bit. So there's when I was in that tough state, those, you know, three days, there was a couple of those rides I was not able to finish. So that meant, meant my team, my crew had to go into those GPX files and cut out what I rode and had to create another road for me um, that I, of the parts that I missed. Um, so I had to go back and finish those. So there were some that were like 14 miles. There were some that were, you know, like a mile. There were some that were less than that. Um, so I had to, I wanted to make sure that the last segment I did was the last part of Tabor. And um, so I had to finish those. So I had to push that last scheduled ride out. And we had a, at least 50 people that were going to do that with me. Um, but because I pushed it back, I lost some people. We only had like 30 on the last segment, but it was all the people that had been with me all along, which was pretty cool. So it was pretty special to have them there. And um, I was surprised that that many people actually showed up to do that with me. Totally. And it was such a, um, I wasn't the only one that had the withdrawals. Like most, you know, my athletes have after a big event, you get those withdrawals and the, the post, you know, work depression kind of thing. I don't know if I want to call it depression, but it's definitely withdrawals. Yeah, I think that's definitely uh, something that can happen. Absolutely. You know, I don't think it's wrong to say depression about it. You know, I yeah. mean, it's such a high that uh, we got to come back down to earth eventually. You know, yeah, it was hard coming back down. And yeah, it really was. And, and everybody even commented afterwards, like, what am I going to do? Like, because there were people that rode with me every, every day at the same time. And they were even feeling it, which was kind of interesting. And I don't know if you got to see any of the posts, Colin, but there was um, a lot of firsts and a lot of new accomplishments and achievements and personal bests that people were getting, which fueled me to hear. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing to hear. And when I was sharing that at night on my voice dump, um, the woman who was doing my social media name is Claire. She asked people to share that. And that was like the best thing for me to read a day or two after the race. Like that just was so amazing to hear like all the accomplishments that people achieved doing that with me. 
No, yeah, and that was cool. Speaking of which, uh, I did try and read, you know, what was going on every day and the updates and things like that. Awesome. And, uh, I think that was wise. You're glad you you had somebody help you with that. that was oh cool. yeah, I wouldn't have been able to keep up with that for sure. Right. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, just fair to say the least to outsource that one here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was great. I'm glad she she actually asked to do it. And I at first I was like, oh, you know, I don't know if she's going to be able to portray what I really want to say, but she did a really good job with it. So couldn't have asked for a better person. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. So you finish and you're happy. Like how much did you sleep after? Like what's your, what are we? uh, (laughs) Seven days now. Just going Um, back a week here still. Yeah. I mean, and and let's, we did talk about this on the zoom the other day on the ride, but uh, you did lose some weight, right? Yes, I did. I lost a lot more. Um, well, you know, we knew we were going to lose some, but at more than because of that one day, it was crazy. Um, so not only did I not eat, I ended up getting a lot of um, edema for some reason. And we don't know what that was. I don't think I'll ever know what that was. But um, I had that for three days and that went away. And then once that went away, I realized how much weight I had lost. And then um, so I started off at 130 pounds and I finished at 118 um, which, which still, was, I mean, again, yeah. less than a pound a day with what you were doing. I, I don't think that's really, that doesn't seem that far off to me. It makes no. sense to me, you know, it doesn't seem that far, but it was the fat that, you know, the body fat that was shocking right. to me, you know, yeah. cause I was at like 23%, um, a little over 20. And then I ended up at 14%. Yeah. So, um, and I was, I and I think I shared this at the, um, on the call is I think I need to push more fat than, than the protein next time. Um, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah same here. And so th- it was a good lesson learned. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. But like, have you like totally crashed, like slept like 12 hours a day or like what? No. Um, I didn't sleep a full night until two nights ago. Um, actually three nights ago. So three nights in a row I've had three full nights of sleep. I've had my, my eight hours. Um, I couldn't sleep. I, I was constantly thinking, you know, I had that, those normal thoughts like, Oh, I could have done it faster. I could have done it better if I didn't have, you know, those ailments, you know, those, those normal yeah. thoughts that go through your head. Um, yeah. yeah, what it could have should have. And then, um, and then I, you know, started thinking like, Oh, well, it's quiet now. It's, you know, going through, well, now I miss everybody. Like, what can I do next? And so you start thinking about, Oh, what's next and big that you can do. Um, and people are always sending me these routes to do that are self-supported, you know, like the tour de France, that guy that's doing it unsupported um, and riding the whole tour de France. They're like, do this. And I look at it and it's like, it's only 2000 some odd miles. It's like, that's <laughs> nothing compared to what I just did. <laughs> but it's mileage. (laughs) Um, yeah, so I, I I had a hard time calming my brain. Um, but I did eat so much, like I couldn't stop eating constant. And yesterday, was it yesterday? My days are running together. It was either yesterday or the day prior that my food finally satiated me and I felt full and, um, and I ate, you know, like today I've only had one meal. Normally I'll eat one or two today. I've only had one so far. And that is um, getting back to my normal way of eating. Finally, and it took about a week. <laughs> I gained seven pounds back, which is nice. Okay. good. good so good. that's good. Um, and my body fat is still pretty low. I think that's just going to take a little bit to get caught up, but um, I don't look, 
I looked like I had an eating disorder. I mean, I saw pictures the next day of me holding my nephew and I was like, wow, that does not look good. Um, so it was kind of shocking to right. see. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you were uh, taking advantage of magnesium uh, and the recovery yes. booths and things like that. But uh, I put it on social media, but uh, we need to get you into peak for a float here, ASAP. And, well, uh, if you're serious uh, about it, I'll take you up on it for yeah. sure. <laughs> Yeah. I would love that. Um, definitely. I, 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 I don't know. What do you think, Ellie? You think she earned it? Uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say so. I'm going to get you in soon to, uh, to do that. But, uh, I would love that. Um, just uh, truly remarkable here. And, well, thank uh, you. I mean, I still like even actually a good example here is, you know, I love riding with the group and, you know, I promoted on the podcast, you know, trying to, you know, the Zwift group rides or whatever online riding, you know, just being with the group, it makes the time pass so much better. I did a last Wednesday, a one hour ride. And I was like, looking at the clock a thousand times, like, <laughs> like dragging on. And so like, I thought of you during that, but even like, just one again, just how beneficial the interaction and having other people around, I think makes the time go by so much faster. But I just still uh, just don't know how you did it. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch any movies or TV shows throughout? Like, did you have another screen up too? Yeah, it's funny okay. you say that, Elliot. I actually didn't until um, the last three days. That's when I started watching movies because I had to make up some time of the stuff that I've missed. Uh -huh. um, so I I ended up, that's when I really didn't sleep much. I probably only had like one hour of sleep. Like over three days, I probably only had three hours of sleep. Um, but I was watching a lot of movies like, and you gotta, you gotta pick the right movies. I started, I love Kevin Hart and I started to watch fatherhood. I thought it was going to be funny. I cried the whole time. I'm like, <laughs> this is not something I should be watching to get me to pedal. <laughs> but, uh, I started watching, you know, like, um, I love British comedy. So I was watching like faulty towers and I was watching, you know, like moto trend. Cause I love watching, um, you know, top gear and I love, I'm a motorhead, So I was watching a lot of that stuff just to keep me going. <laughs> and how about uh, David, your husband, how, uh, how oh, do you manage all this? He's still with me. If that says anything, <laughs> um, he really didn't want to uh, interfere with anything. He would just stick his head in the morning and just say, how are you doing? Because he'd get home and go to bed. I'd be on the bike. He'd wake up. I'd be on the, I mean, that's just what I did. And I didn't sleep in the bed because I felt that if I did, I wouldn't get up. So I slept in my compression boots on the floor in my trainer room. And um, that's where I slept. And uh, so we really didn't get to talk much or see each other much. So it was kind of weird um, knowing he was in the house and I really didn't get to spend time with him, <laughs> but he did check in periodically uh, just to see if I needed anything after, you know, after that incident with my daughter and, you know, her walking in and seeing that he would just peek his head in just to make sure everything was okay. Just to make, you know, if I needed saving, but um, yeah, he couldn't wrap his head around it either. He still can't. <laughs> and he's an athlete too. It's funny. I always think of all people, you guys would understand me, but nobody does. Nobody can wrap their head around it. <laughs> oh, it's sad to say. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just great. Thank cool. You. So um, you said you have some plans for later this year. And I yeah. believe um, so you're thinking about doing it in person next year. 
Yep. I want to do it in person. Um, I have a couple other big challenges I want to do before that. And I probably will reach out to Elliot because I want to um, be the fastest woman uh, Everster. And I'm looking to do that um, in July. Um, so I, I'll be going over to Zwift, believe it or not. Um, oh boy. Huh? Yeah. I never <laughs> thought I'd say that, but I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you know, there's, I guess we'll call it three major players out there. I mean, Zwift's yeah. definitely the powerhouse that most people are on, yeah, but uh, RGT, uh, you know, does have a really cool platform and um, good options. And, you know, the customization and things that Kate mentioned a little bit earlier is pretty cool. So I think it certainly has its strengths. Um, and then, you know, Ruby is, is a cool option as well that is a little bit more, I'd say, the, the most real world where they do have, especially for the triathlon folks, the real courses and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's cool. There's certainly other options out there. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, speaking with Kate and, you know, she's mentioned a few times here, but uh, the RGT staff uh, seems pretty amazing. And uh, it's really awesome how much they supported you and helped you out with that. It's really cool. And I think, you know, being a small community as they are, because they just started out, what, three years ago, they're not, you know, around as long as Zwift has. And I, I feel everybody that I ride with uses both platforms. And actually, I know a lot of people now that use Ruby too. So, you know, there's a place for all of them. And, um, and I think that, you know, just, just the fact that, that what a lot of people that have done the Eversting have done it on Zwift, I think that's the best place to, to do it in. Um, go to the same place. So that's where I'm going to go. I think, I feel like there's, um, you know, a chance to, to, to do it on both platforms and, um, looking at the way Stelvio is, it's got the same kind of stats as, um, I'll, I'll, uh, was it Alp do Zwift? I think is what it's right, called Alp on Zwift. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, and it's the same exact thing, but there's more switchbacks on the real, on the real Stelvio than, right. than on that. So I have more opportunity to actually you know, beat the time on Swift. Yeah. So that's why I'm well, going there. Yeah. I mean, when but, you get down to it, uh, when it comes to everything, yeah, you know, the, the course that you pick is a, makes a, a big difference. It know? sure so, does. And I think the woman who did it, her name is Heather. I can't remember her last name. She did it in seven hours and uh, I can't remember the full, you know, the minutes and wow. what have you, but I've got to beat the seven hours. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. So that's the that next about, step. Uh, yeah. I remember when you tried to, I remember when you attempted it, Colin, it was for your Ironman Florida training and you're like, all right, I'm done after half, halfway. Yeah. And I think <laughs> that was like six hours, wasn't it? I think I would, yeah. I was on pace to do it in 12 plus. Oh my gosh. Um, so, wow. <laughs> so that'll be my next, my next goal. <laughs> yeah, so, cool. yeah. so keep an eye out for that. Cause I'll be on Swift for that one. No doubt. Cool. I'll find but, you guys uh, on there. All right, I'm yeah. following you on Facebook now, so I'm oh. awesome. <laughs> Good, <laughs> that's great. I'll be reaching out to you, Elliot, then to find out some tips on what I okay. need to know. All right, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, last uh, last kind of question here for me, anyways, um, is like talk about your mental state. I mean, I, I still uh, I pretty sure I would I mean every Ironman I think about quitting during it I think um you know for the most part and usually after I say never again <laughs> and, <so laughs> and look how many you've done next one. But, um you know any kind of tips or thoughts or kind of things that you know as you achieve something so incredible like that you know and being stationary for the entire time I think <laughs> the, the mental strength there is just uh 
unparalleled. Do you have any kind of yeah. recommendations, thoughts, or anything you'd like to share about that mental piece of it? Yeah, definitely. And I think um, if if you look at the the Facebook page, I don't know if you saw the post of all the post-its that I have on my um, on my on my uh, little computer stand where I have my computer that holds it for RGT, but I have a lot of notes on there to remind me. So the biggest one, I, I love Mark Beaumont because he's the one that did, you know, around the world in 80 days and cycled around the world in 80 days. And he's always been a big, um, I'm big, I've been a big fan of his, but he's always been an inspiration for me. And I love a lot of what he says on around the mindset and it's never make a decision on a bad day, you know, like don't, throw the towel in until you have a good day. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's first and foremost. And I even told my, my team that I was like, there's no decision to be made unless I'm having a good day. And so they agreed with that. The other one is putting things into small containers, you know, so I wasn't looking at the whole ride. I wasn't looking at the whole day. I was looking at just the four hour segments and I was like, okay, so I just have to get through this four hours. Then I can, you know, sleep, eat, do my compression boots, whatever it is that I need to do. And then I got to, you know, just think about that. So in the meantime, let's just break it down into small, small segments. And when I did it that way, it was more um, comprehensible. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's definitely something I preach and, you know, it's just, it's all relative, right? Yeah. You know, if we switch mm -hmm. that over to an Ironman, you know, it's get through that swim or half the swim, yeah. um, you know, segments of the bike, one mile on the run, it's all breaking it up and it is all relative. And at the end of the day, you know, we keep that strength and focus just on that. Yeah. Uh, good things usually happen. They do. And the other thing I like to think about is um, one of my favorite quotes was from, um, from Wayne Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer. And it's, if you don't like the way things look, change the way you look at it. That's another way. Um, and so I've always had that mindset that I've been working on for the past, you know, four or five years. And so I applied that to this too. And, um, and it worked tremendously. And I, and when I found myself trying to go down, you know, like try to pull myself out, or if I started to go down that road, it's like, what are you grateful for? And, you know, I was so grateful for the community that that was just, you know, that was hands down um, what made everything bearable was the people that showed up every day. The people, there was people that were not even riding that popped in to RGT. They signed in just to talk to me and say, how are you doing? Cause they couldn't get into discord. Our discord wasn't working. Right. So they would just do with the text chat and say, Hey, how are you doing? What's going on? you know, do you need anything? If they saw me like only three people on the road, they jump on. They're like, it looks lonely in here. Let me ride with you. I mean, it, it happened all hours of the night. It was crazy. All hours. Yeah. Well, yeah. a good follow-up to that too, which will be interesting too, is I guess, you know, I, I kind of, I wouldn't say a disadvantage, but I, I feel like to me, it would certainly be more challenging to do this on the trainer than it would be outside. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. you know, that is a good point that, you know, when you're out on the road, you're, you're going to be by yourself, right? You know, for yeah. and, uh, um, you know, that's a huge mental benefit, you know, or uh, community benefit that you got. That's, that's pretty darn cool. It is pretty cool. And, and that's it. You're going to be more in your head when you're out. But I think at that point, you're surrounded by beautiful nature, you know, right. Um, well, yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> versus four walls. You have, you know, you so. Ultimately, no choice but to keep going, right? <laughs> exactly. You are one pedal stroke every time away from just getting off the bike if you wanted to. You know, that's it's, right. It's, it's crazy. It is crazy. Nice for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, people ask me that all the time. They're like, "Do you think it would be harder in person?" Or 
and I, I think they both have their pros and cons. Right. And right. Um, yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, seeing the sites, I, I just think about that 225 mile bike ride that I did in Vermont and the, just being out in nature kind of distracted me from those thoughts of sure. not wanting to pedal anymore, you know? So yeah. Cool. Yep. Elliot, you got any final questions here? So 17 days, 14 hours and 23 minutes was your final time. Correct. Awesome. So you beat the record by big margin. Yes. Yep. That's awesome. It is awesome. It was a huge accomplishment. I'm actually pretty proud of myself and the fact that I did this for me and for nobody else or to prove to anything else made it that much more special for me. Yeah. Well, with that, I mean, 100%, that's great. But um, Kate is also raising some money and she hasn't quite hit her goal yet. And uh, I'm surprised and uh want to make sure do anything we can to help make that happen so let's make sure we get that in the notes um for this episode here yep, and, we'll uh, put that in. i think people should uh thank you. commend what kate just accomplished here we should make just a small, small donation even to to contribute to a great cause and uh you know thank supporting you. all this i appreciate that thank you so much sure. colin you want to do this next year uh you know Please. what um <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll uh we'll talk about that later maybe <laughs> come on that'd be so fun i'd do it with you guys come on uh, <laughs> all of us set up in the same room and let's do yeah. it yeah <laughs> you know okay i think this is kind of your thing you know i don't want to get in the middle of that you know <laughs> Paul and I like to be done in one day. <laughs> uh, that's great. It is. So. Uh-huh. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story, Kate. Uh, one last congratulations. And uh, thank you guys. Really amazing. And uh, I hope everybody is inspired by such a great achievement and what uh, Kate was able to accomplish here. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here. And thank you for letting me share my story. That was great. Yeah, thank you, Kate. Uh, Thank you, guys. All right, everybody. Well, until next time, we will see you soon. Take care.